Don't go chase. I'm sorry. Do go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Don't stick to the palkianers and the dialgoshes that you're used to. Tried to jump in there, but I didn't really know where you were going ultimately. That's where I was going. But it was beautiful. Don't catch AIDS or get shot in gang violence or overdose on drugs. Yeah, we don't want you to do any of that. Yeah. Please don't. You either, Tanner. Try and stop me from overdosing on drugs. Those Sunday night movie nights. Hello and welcome to Experience Shared's Pokemon podcast starring me, Palky Anner. Palky. AKA Tanner Greenring. And I am joined every week, as always, by my co-host, Dialgosh. Dialgosh. Dialga. <laughs> AKA Josh said You got too excited. That one is so hard to say without like running into it. Yeah. Because it hits you with all the letters like immediately. It's a lot of throat sounds. Yeah. Uh, it's Pokemon Podcast. We play through the Pokemon games week by week, gym by gym. We're not playing a gym this week because we're at the end game. Chasing waterfalls. What we call we're chasing it. waterfalls. We're cleaning up our mess across Sinnoh. We're tying up loose ends. We're saying goodbye. It's our farewell tour. Mm-hmm. We're fully equipped with all the HMs, including waterfall. We can go everywhere, we can do anything, so that is exactly what we did, Joshua. We talked a little bit last week about some of the stuff we got up to when Tony was here, but ran out of time, so we just uh, decided to push to this week. I can't even imagine how we could have done all this shit at last episode. I know. I don't know what we were thinking. We didn't know what we were getting into. I know. And we were so cocky. It's a whole other game. <laughs> we were so <laughs> like, confident, so cocky. I can't believe they gate so much of this after the Elite Four. I know, right? And it's cool. Like, pretty much all of it was fucking good as hell. It's all good. It's not like recycled trash. No. Like the last few endgames have been. That's usually been our complaint. The whole new island? Well, there's like four new islands, but the whole new Battlezone island is so good. It's so robust. Yeah, it's awesome. There's like 10 regions in there. Yeah, they straight up introduced new tile sets. Like, <laughs> I know. Volcano tile set. Like this beautiful tropical paradise. What a beautiful paradise. tile set it was. So I felt like I was there. Did you see that oh. part where Mr. Looker was like, mm, breathing in the fresh volcanic air? Yeah. He's like, I've got so much ash in my lungs now. This guy is what are you talking like, about? You fucking freak. Freak show. <laughs> we started our journey this week at the Elite Four, Josh. Yeah. We've crushed them. We're the new Pokemon champions of Sinnoh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. It's it's weird that they've decided that I'm the Pokemon champion of Sinnoh, given that Steve Human is not a Pokemon trainer. Yeah. How do they parse that one? I mean, he is the champion of Pokemon because him and his buddies beat the fuck out of a bunch of Pokemon last week. Do they act like they're Pokemon? Like they, they you know, they dress up like the Pokemon or are they just no. punching they're just, Pokemon? They're getting out there. They've got guns. They've got knives. <laughs> oh, they play dirty. I guess that makes sense. That's part of the course. Well, I was, oh, okay, sorry. I forgot the part of the Geneva Convention where guns and knives were outlawed, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just I'm as long as about. just as long as you're not uh melting Jinx's ice and doing it some waterboarding, I guess it's okay. <laughs> oh no, she does that. Oh, okay. okay yeah. Well, yeah, and Mr. Mimes all mind games, you know. It's like a cult. He'll conscript you and then he'll just convince you to kill yourself. Jesus. Somehow. It's bad. Yeah, it's brutal. That's really fucked up. That's what my team's like, though. Anyway, I'm, I haven't revealed my new team to you. I have an all-new team. Oh, yeah. 
our one last twist, bug catchers, is we're gonna do one last battle. One last battle. Because Tanner introduced episode. new friends. He made some new friends. Yeah, I, I texted you and said, "Should we battle?" And you said, "I don't know. I'm up for it." And I said, "I got some wild new Pokemon that I want to introduce you to." I got the same. And given this end game, can you imagine the possibilities of who's gonna be on my team? You're fucking no, quaking. It's not even Sinnoh anymore. I know. Look at you. Anything. So scary. I already told you I went on a legendary hunt. Yeah. Like a big game hunter, like a safari hunter. Have you seen Jumanji? Of course. You know that guy, like a big game hunter, who's always hunting Robin Williams? Yeah. The, that was like, Steve Human. Colonial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking safarisman. Hell of a movie, hell of a character. Hey, I like the new ones too. I, I'm a big fan of the whole franchise. I would say you're a Jumanji head. I've, I've yeah. I saw. I guess I saw the one with The Rock and Jack Black. But now there's a new one with The Rock too, right? The first one is definitely better, but I still think the second one has some uh some. You mean the too. second one of the Rock movies? Yeah, Jumanji: The Next Level. <laughs> is it also a video game in that one? The premise is that they dust off the old cartridge again because they're like bored in their hometown and they're adults now. Uh, and then they find like a hidden level or like an Easter egg okay. that unlocks a new area and a new boss. Okay. And then they all swap into different characters. In okay. <laughs> speaking of movies where characters go into a video game, and speaking of uh, low punny, a nice. Natural segue. What do you think of the new Space Jam? <laughs> oh, we're going to dip our toes, so to speak, into the Lola Bunny controversy? Yeah. <laughs> she's not She's not sexually provocative enough for you? No. I, uh, I saw, actually, in um, Ryan Broderick's newsletter, Garbage Day, he got to ask the low. Did you see? So did you see the Lola Bunny, like, yeah, yeah, collector yeah. as well? Yeah. Bug Catcher's... There's this sort of grainy old, like, looks like it was taken on, like, a Fujifilm, like, disposable camera basement, seemingly, of just, like, Lola Bunny, it's like, like, paraphernalia. It's, like, hundreds of pieces of Lola Bunny merch. So Ryan got a few questions in with this guy. He found them. And... Well, that's not even the funniest part. The f- you didn't describe the meme very well. Because it's, like, a 4chan screenshot, and the guy who posted the picture wrote, like, <laughs> got big plans tonight, and then the next guy yeah. <laughs> did... His message said, reverse Google image search, zero results. And the yeah, image <laughs> next to it was like a, a melting face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's like, what does it say too? There's like a so- ominous sign in the background that says like, no exit or get out or something. <laughs> it's nightmare. Uh, so the, the collector is like, uh, Ryan asks him what he thinks about the new Lola Bunny design. And he says... You know, I still like her. She's just sporty. It's like an athletic version. So, and that's my stance. <laughs> that's your stance. It's just a different side of Lola Bunny. Uh, you won't get her out of bed. No. You know? <laughs> I, how could you? <laughs> Would you? No, you know me. Come on. You beat the game. It restarts. Fade from black. You wake up in your bed once again in Twinleaf Town. And... You go downstairs, mom is there. Say hi to mom. Welcomes you back, cooks you a nice meal. Yeah. I think she's the one who tells you that Bad Josh is looking for you in Snowpoint City. Yeah, he wants to take us on like a pleasure cruise as a reward for us becoming champion. You can go do that, or we have to get the National Pokedex. Yeah. The place you get that is at Sand Gem Town. You walk into Professor Rowan's hut, and you talk to him, and he says, 
You've acquired 206 of the 210 requi- Pokemon required to get the National Pokedex. Oh, I was 206 also. Yeah. Pour over your Pokedex and try to figure out who the fuck you missed. Who was it for you? It must have been like ver- the same, almost the same. No, you killed the Lake Guardians already. I already killed the Lake Guardians. I was missing like very stupid Pokemon. <laughs> like Pokemon that it was like, I should have seen at that point and just hadn't. Mine was easy because I knew three of them were the Lake Guardians, so I could easily check that off. Oh, Unones. I didn't have Unone. Oh, Because okay. I didn't do that stupid, like, chasing the Unone down oh, the Oh, you cave. just didn't go into the Lost Tower or whatever it is? Yeah. And then, gosh, I can't even remember who the other ones were. They were all stupid. Like, they were all c- fairly common Pokemon. A couple of them were in Great Marsh. My weird one, the outlier was Porygon. Oh, yeah. I just never had seen a Porygon, and I guess you could you get one. You can get one from a guy who, like, trades you. In Veilstone. Yeah. No, he just gives it to you. Oh, does he? He's like, oh, I got this off, like, a Team Galactic grunt that I, like, pummeled. Yeah. And then he just gives you a Porygon, and then I looked at it, and then I boxed it. It seems like it's going to be a pain to like collect all the Sinnoh Pokemon. Or like, you, all you have to do is see them, right? You don't even have to get them. Yeah. So it seems like a huge pain, but it's a. But if you play this game to completion and you battle every trainer and you talk to enough people and you do those like side routes that we did, yeah, you'll get pretty close to two ten. Then you just have to go do a little cleanup work. So it's not as hard as it seems. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to do it at all. But we did it very easily. So then you get the national decks, and the whole world opens up to you. The trophy garden suddenly is is interesting. The pal park is something you can do. You can chase down legendaries now. So right. while you're getting the national decks, Professor Oak yeah. comes in, and he's like, congratulations, now you have the national decks. Now go collect all the Pokemon. Right. Good luck. Come consult with me in uh, Evergrande or whatever once you're like ready to rock. Oh, Eterna City. Eterna, yeah. And then you you go there and he unlocks a new Poketch app for you called Map Marker or something like that. Yeah, Marking Map. Marking Map, which shows the location of legendary Pokemon on it. Right. And then he also tells you he came here because like he's following the patterns of like Zapdos, Moltres, and and Articuno are yep. like over here. They're for some here. Reason. So that's the first thing Steve Human did. He went on a duck hunt. He pulled out his classic NES zapper, and he went on a duck hunt. Put those guns to good use. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to tell you about a, a trick that I learned. Okay. I learned this on the internet. Okay. So Mayor Cheat, that you were looking this up? Yeah. Sorry, Secretary of Cheat's rotation. Yeah. When you're trying to catch legendary Pokemon and you have access to uh, map marker or whatever, Marking map. you can go to Route 203, the little threshold between Route 203 and Jubilife City. Mm-hmm. And if you cross over that threshold, you'll notice that the monster icon on the map moves to a different location. And you can keep doing that until it drops into the little spot of grass right into Route 203, right outside of Jubilife City, no matter what legendary Pokemon it is. So I use this trick to fight and defeat all three legendary Pokemon, Articuno, Zapdos, and uh, Moltres. That's why I didn't bother with any of that. <laughs> I didn't know about that trick. Well, and it's like, I didn't even need to. I'm, I'm not catching these things. I can't. They're not humans, you know? I just did it just to destroy them. Pretty fucked up. We're eating good tonight. I guess that is the human way, right? You know, you, you kill these endangered species. It's like John Madden's, like, giant turkey with a thousand legs. <laughs> that's me. I just wanted to do make one of those out of legendary birds. So that's uh, what Steve Human did. Well done. Yeah. I didn't know about that trick, so I was able to catch Uxie in Lake Acuity and Azelf 
in Lake Valor, but Mesprit in Lake Verity flies away. And I didn't know about this trick and I didn't have time. So I don't have that one. But I will say like, while we're also by Jubilife, Oak, when you're in Eterna City and he tells you about the legendary birds and you get the marking map, he's he harassed me. He was like, what, why is your Poketch like so outdated? Don't you know about all these hot new apps? And then he told me to go to Jubilife, which I just completely fucking forgot about that you can get apps. And I just got like five new apps. Yeah, they're all shitty. Yeah, Memo Pad is, you know, obviously kind yeah, of fun. Good. Yeah. That's the one that you've harassed me with. I've got well. a lot of use out of that one. Yeah. Link Searcher, which is Wi Fi hotspots irrelevant here. Move Tester was interesting because that would help you on matchup mayhems. Yeah. Uh, preventing matchup mayhems. Yeah. My favorite, though, I got this. I went around rooting around Mykonos because there's all those rock climb walls. Yeah. And I ran into a couple who were staying in like a quote unquote, the woman there goes, yeah, my boyfriend said that this was going to be a great deal and we'd have a great time here and it's just a moly bed and there's no power and like whatever. But uh, the guy gives you a coin toss app. Oh. I'm now having trouble. I, I don't know if I can stand Devon Corp anymore. Yeah. The coin toss app puts Poketch Company into the, num- the number one slot, I think, for me. Yeah. On top I mean, of everything else, that's Matt like catering Marker, directly to my demographic. Matt Marker is a good dang app. Yeah, that's also crazy. Uh, it works for all the legendaries is sick yeah. that roam around. Um, obviously, I was already a big fan of Friendship Checker. Yeah. Move Tester is innovative. I didn't need it. Yeah, I don't need it either because I, I like the the I like the challenge. Poketch. Watch out, Apple. One of the, the earliest things you can get any good use out of the national decks with is heading back to Trophy Garden. Oh, yeah. That was my next stop, too. Now you have access to it. If you go in and you talk to the the Mr. Trophy. Mr. Backlot. The guy who runs the place. Yeah. He will kind of talk about his expeditions overseas. Mm-hmm. He's like a collector. He collects Pokemon and keeps them in his private zoo in the backyard called the Trophy Garden. Right. So once every 24 hours, when you approach him and ask him what, what he's up to, he'll give a little speech and say, are you envious? And he wants to make sure that you are. Yeah. If you say yes twice, he'll brag about some exotic Pokemon from Kanto or Hoenn or Johto that he has brought into his private garden. Right. And then his butler always is like, butler. oh. Um, <laughs> he like whispers yeah. in his ear. And it's like, uh, we don't we don't have that, sir. Yeah. And then there's some kind of like banter. And then eventually the butler just goes, Very good, sir. And then he walks out. Yeah. And back backlot is like, he says specifically, no lies ever leave my lips. And he is very just like Trumpian, uh, kind of just being like, No, I got Iggly buffs. I got Iggly buffs bigger than you have ever seen. And then you can go into the back and, and there's Iggly buffs yeah. because the butler got out and uh, fetched it. Yeah, and you come back once every 24 hours and there's a new type of Pokemon that he has caught. Yeah. The variety is not as big as you would expect. It's not like he yeah, unlocks all the previous three gens, but... It's like a dozen or so. I went a few times. I tried to visit at least once a day over the last week, and I did encounter a Pokemon that made me barf. <laughs> my first out early you make me barf pokemon of the evening okay encountered in trophy garden is mime jr oh yeah 
I can't believe you hadn't seen this yet. There's that traveling clown that shows up in Poke Centers, and you if you fight him, he's got a mime junior. Um, I think I had. It's just this like, thing, fucking gross. It's ugly. It's like a little ice cream cone, <laughs> except it's also a mime with like dipping dots all over it. <laughs> ice dip cream in the dots. future. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, he's gross. I I don't really have anything good to say about him. He's gross, and, and look what he turns into. <laughs> mime Jr. seems to be based on a toddler and a mime artist. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. It is also reminiscent of a clown due to its bright colors and yeah. big red nose. <laughs> Does it say anything about it looking like a Dippin' Dot? Um, no, but it is also similar to a court jester because it looks like it might have a fool's cap. On. I'm going to warn you now, Josh. It is a fucking fool. Mime yeah. Jr. is not my... Only you make me barf Pokemon of the night. Okay, so it's a doubleheader. Oh, I wouldn't stop at doubleheader. <laughs> this endgame is a nightmare. There's a lot of very ugly Pokemon that they just throw at you. Okay, yeah. Did you catch anyone in Trophy Garden? When I win, it was an Iggly buff, and Bree is not at all interested in that thing. I had much bigger Magikarp to fry, so I didn't go back. Okay. But I did go back to Route 212 frequently. Because, and I want to give a respete to Edward Dionysus on the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers, for a, what he coined the Rob the Boomer strategy. Okay. There are these two, it's an elderly woman and an elderly gentleman Mm -hmm. who are like moneyed that are right in the outside of Mr. Backlot's Pokemon mansion. Yep. And you can fight them pretty much every day. At least one of them will want to fight. And if you have an amulet coin, um, which I did have, as I mentioned, they're super easy to beat. They have like a Pokemon. Defeat it. And with the amulet coin, you get like 18 or 24,000 bucks. Jesus. Yeah. Just from like creaming these rich old fucks. And uh, that was how I was able to get like all the can the backstory of like how I pulled off Espeon was just milking these people. That's that's villa money. Yeah, you can. That's really what I will now fill be a doing. Villa with, with furniture with that kind of money. At the time, I needed the money to get candies and shit for Espeon to evolve it. Yeah, from Eevee, but. Yeah. Great strategy. Highly recommend it. Then from here, like you know, the world is ours. We can go back to Pal Park. We still got Snowpoint City on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Where did the journey take you next, Josh? I went to Pal Park because I was already down in this area. Yeah. And I have the three Reggies from Sapphire. Oh, dang. And I have the DS Lite now. So. DS Lite uh, uh, owns Bones, by the way. I fucking love I said this too. The DS Lite is so good. What the I like hell? Every, there's nothing I don't like about it. I finally got mine working. I replaced the case and I'm an idiot. So I just like. Every time I tried to replace the case on mine to a clear case, yeah. I would break something in the top screen. Right. The first time around, I broke the speakers. The second time around, I broke the ribbon cable for the screen itself. So I had to order three of these fucking screens Jesus Christ, off Amazon yeah. at like 20 bucks a pop. But I finally got one that worked, and I finally installed it correctly. And my DS Lite looks fly as hell. And also, I think it's the best Game Boy console ever made. I agree. I It was like night and day with the 3ds yeah i don't know what's going on but like the buttons are slicker like the, the screens, screens are smaller but they're so much more crisp and it bright. pops and yeah. i know about the trick with the 3ds that you can shrink the platinum uh or diamond and pearl to like you know close to its old resolution by holding down select when you're booting it up yeah but it's not the same the ds Lite, it's like 
beautiful. And I'm so pissed I didn't play the whole thing on it now. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to and playing it. And it's lighter to hold. Plus the extra slot. Like The extra slot is so cool. I'm going to play everything on the DS Lite now. The interface looks better. It looks like crisp. Should have stopped there. It's not all like bubbly, like modern consoles. Yeah, it doesn't have all the dumb little like apps. Right. Um, and then the, the dual slot stuff is so cool. Yeah, it was like pretty easy to do Pal Park. I thought it would be kind of heinous, but like you just, you put in the Game Boy Advance game, you go to Pal Park, you talk to them, they recognize it, then you save, reboot, and then you can just import six Pokemon that are in your PC from the previous game. And then you do a little Safari mini game, yeah. but you can't not catch them. I screwed around unless with Unless you just can't find them. A little bit. So the thing about this that you don't realize is it sucks the Pokemon off your old game. Yeah, and they can't go back. And they will never go back. <laughs> yeah. So you have to be careful with that. I didn't realize that until I had already done it. That's what I was so scared. I would like frantically Googled so many times. I was like, if I transfer those, I don't know that I would ever use them, but like if I transfer those Reggies, can I always catch them? But now and yeah, you, you can. can technically put them back, right? Because you could transfer them to Pokemon Home and then move them around that way right i think so but so you know, they didn't have pokemon home at the time right so yeah it's a cool thing where you can pull six up to six pokemon off of an old car per day per day and then they go into this like safari zone like park where you get like pal balls or something and you go around catching them and you get points for like catching them creatively and you can either send them to your box or send them back into pal park yeah and then come back and like try and catch them the next day and like earn more points and prizes yeah i think it's like by how few of steps can you catch them like how quickly can you do it yeah because there are like i think four or five different environs and it's like forest cave water right and so you have to guess so you, where you think they're gonna be you sent your reggies over yeah, I sent the Reggies over. I sent uh, Kadabra over because I wanted Twisted Spoon. I didn't get a ton of use out of Pal Park, but I, it is kind of a neat premise. Yeah, it's cool. It was easier to use than I thought, and that is what would later enable Brevander to go on her quest to get Reggie Gigas. Reggie Gigas. Did you do Full Moon Island? It's sort of like yeah. It's in the north, so like I did do it at this point. Let's talk about Full Moon Island, because the thing about Full Moon Island is it's a quest. Yeah. If you're hanging out in Cantaloupe City, you go into a house, and there's a, a boy in bed and a woman. Oh, yeah, it's Sailor Eldritch's house. <laughs> yeah, and the woman is like, oh, my boy is sick, and we need um some feather. Like, what's it called? It's like moon feather or something Close. like that. I don't know. Lunar wing. The lunar wing, and my like husband went to go find it, but like he wasn't able to find it. Can you help us? And you say, yes, I can help you. And you go to the docks, and the dad is there, and he's like, yeah, I couldn't find it. Can you go? I'll drive you there. And then you go, and it's like you're railroaded. It's, it's like there's one path. <laughs> yeah. And you walk up the path into a, a forest, and the forest is one like tiny little zone, and in the middle of the zone is Chrysalia, yeah. her sprite. And if you approach her sprite, she starts blinking and then disappears. And then it flies off, and it leaves the, the lunar wing behind in a ball. So, like, mission accomplished. You know, Then you just drive back, and you give it to the guy, and that's it. Yeah. But then Chrysalia will show up on your marking map, Yeah. and you can go and hunt her down and kill her like i did okay that's like a beautiful mon it's not a man i like that design yeah it sort of reminds me of um melodic yeah sort of like a beautiful worm definitely 
And then there's there's a couple other kind of big things that happen. One of the big ones is Snowpoint, and then the other one is the the whole Battlezone endgame. Yeah. Do you want to start with Battlezone, or do you want to start with Snowpoint? Yeah, I did Snowpoint because I wanted to check off the mainland and like go native, you know. Yeah, you have to go to Snowpoint anyway to catch the the like icebreaker boat up to Battlezone. And I love that icebreaker boat. While you're here, you may as well stop it at Snowpoint Temple, which you previously didn't have access to, but you do now because you need the national decks. The like gatekeeper at the front is like. Like, oh, you can't come in here. And then I think it's Cynthia comes and she's like, Yeah, I think so. Actually, they can. It's always flying around on that guard chomp, I guess. I don't know how she's everywhere. Yeah. She also like attacks you right before you're about to get on the boat to battle zone too. She's like, I flew up here just to tell you like how much I admire you as a Pokemon trainer. Oh like, yeah. Okay. And she gives this I actually I wrote down one of these quotes because she gives you this long, like little like speech about how like She's so inspired by you and like yeah. all that she really wants is for everyone to like be joyful and and for Pokemon and people to just smile together. Or it's something. so weird. I'm like <laughs> what? It's like 10 minutes of like sitting and hitting A to get through the dialogue. Right. And then she just leaves. Like it, it's totally pointless. <laughs> but anyway, before we go to Battlezone, we dove into Snowpoint Temple. Yeah. Uh, a pretty sophisticated little dungeon for yeah. an endgame thing how did you do in snowpoint temple please tell me uh after this was, break uh, i thought maybe we were gonna do that one okay welcome back welcome back to the Sinnoh region our time is drawing to a close but first we need to go to church yeah we need to worship at the altar of Reggie Gigas. Yeah, Bree has ended up with a fair number of sins that she needs to atone for by the end of this whole thing. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Think of all those animals she's harmed. Uh, indirectly. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Your to hands them. are clean. Your hands are clean. My Pokemon are beautiful and in pristine condition, and they love me. So I don't know about the other ones. After they leave your compound, they're no longer your worry. Nope. Do you have like a jet that you fly people to your like compound? So that they can like shop for their disgusting exotic animals. Yeah, it looks like a Togekiss. <laughs> That's cute. A beta version. Yeah. Um, is it made out of Togekisses? Who could say? I wouldn't describe it that way. Is it covered in Togekiss skin? Yeah. Does that mean it's made out of Togekiss? I don't know. Is it tastefully adorned with Togekisses? Yeah. Skin? Yes. Perhaps. The other night I was watching, I was like bored. I was just watching YouTube videos, and I was watching a video where a guy bought a, like a ten thousand dollar phone. Yeah, okay. That was covered in iguana. What would he call? He kept calling it iguana leather. Yeah, I think that's right. I think they have leather <laughs> technically. I was like, you can call it whatever you want. It's just iguana skin. <laughs> like calling it when iguana boil leather it doesn't down. change the fact that it's just iguana skin. Yeah, your phone is covered in iguana skin. Is that even like a texture you would want? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, it kind of looked cool. You know, like I'm a moral vegetarian, so I don't I don't love it, <laughs> but like Well, it was already dead. Yeah, well. Yeah. When she bought the plane, the Toja kisses were already dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's covered in Toja Kiss leather. Uh, yeah. So we're at Snowpoint. Snowpoint is a, a dungeon that goes down. It's got ice mazes and it's like got four or five levels, I think. It's got boulders that you have to push with strength. So get your get your golems out of your box now. Yep. And it's filled with wild Pokemon. I just straight up had fucking Repel on the whole time. <laughs> oh, did you? I caught one last week who we 
we're introduced to called Mrs. Cass. Right, Jinx. But there's another there's another disgusting little Pokemon scurrying around Snowpoint Temple. Okay. And it's my second You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Week. Wow. It's called Smoochum. I think you've covered Smoochum before, but it's worth touching on it again. Oh, yeah. It's so gross. Uh, I hate that mouth. It looks gross. It does smooching. It's also, a you know, like a baby. It's a baby. So it's also weird that it's called Smoochum. You're telling us to smooch a baby? Its signature move is Sweet Kiss, and it's a baby. Yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. This thing's gross, but also I'm worried it's like a religious zealot because <laughs> most of the things that exist in Snowpoint Temple are either snow Pokemon or ice Pokemon or like human Pokemon. It's like a bunch of Jinxes and Smoochums. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, wh- who are these people? It's, it's an indoctrinated child. Why are they just wandering around this temple? <laughs> They're like cultists, you know? It's mm. weird. That's it's weird that this place right. is so full of Smoochums and Jinxes. Wow, you're right, but... And then you, you keep making your way down. You got to do these ice puzzles where you're slipping around in the ice. But eventually you make your way down to the bottom and there in the center of the room is an imposing figure. Yeah. Reggie Gigas. Which Bree got to catch. You caught it. Yeah. If you have the three other Reggies in your party and you click on it on Reggie Gigas, then it, there's like a little rumble and then it will. it says something like, a body of ice, a body of rock, a body of steel, and when they come together, the king appears. They and create a body of barf, because guess what, Josh? Oh, Regigigas is my third and final You Make Me Barf Pokemon of the Jesus. night. Jesus. Really ugly design. None of the Regis are handsome. Okay, here's what I would say. It's not a good look in family, the Regis. Yeah. Yeah, I think though, excluding because we'll get to them in a couple of years, <laughs> we'll get to the Gen Eight ones. But of the ones we've seen so far, Reggie Gigas is cool. It's not cool. It's better than the others, said but it's it not like, cool. The like ancient like castle in the sky robot. Yeah, it's all moss vibe. It's got moss on it. It's not cool. It's ugly. Yeah, you're not gonna catch me using one of these things. It's only yeah. acquired for selling but uh, okay yeah, yeah it's cool i i like it if you're looking at them i think it's the coolest one and i think it it embodies like its lore that it's the one that will like rise out of you know the depths when you have but it's the also other ones. not ice type despite being in Snowpoint temple it's just no it's, it's normal type it's confusing that it's normal it's confusing it's not ice and it's confusing that it's not grass or something right or electric for that matter based on its design it's again got the kind of like electivire hands except it doesn't have dicks hanging off its back no yeah so it gives off like more of a grass or a, like an electric vibe and i think that's a misfire yeah the moss really throws it off right you expect it to be grass because of that but it's like the robots from castle in the sky because it's just like the moss is not actually part of their design. It's just like they've just been sitting dormant for so long that moss has grown on it. Right. So I think it's ugly. Fine. I don't care that much. Yeah. <laughs> Snowpoint Temple full of ugly little Pokemon. And zealots. And, ze- and religious zealots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it for the mainland. Yeah. We've plumbed the depths of the mainland now. And now it's time to get on that boat and cruise over to, to Battle Zone. What a cool name for an island. <laughs> I this live on like Battles. This is a place where people live. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what's your address? And it's like, 
866 Newport Lane Battle Zone. <laughs> Sino. Yeah. Like, is it safe to mail packages there? Like, <laughs> am I going to get in an eBay dispute about this not arriving on time? <laughs> There's no laws in Battle Zone. No, yeah, that's why Steve loves it. Steve Human. I mean, especially with that villa, which I presume you got. Like, that's mm. where Steve mm. and his crew posted. You up. mean his party villa? Yeah, the TikTok house. That's where Steve gets gets away. You know, gets away from the kids, gets away from the misses. Yeah, it just unwinds, invites all his friends. Yeah, they do that sushi where you eat it off of nude women and men mm-hmm. every day. And are the the nude women and men are just laying there in anticipation of someone needing the sushi, or is it scheduled? Well, so it's not men and women; it's low punnies. And then the other <laughs> tricky part is, it's a little like a um, country buffet where if you show up between nine and eleven. Mm-hmm. The nude low punnies will have like breakfast dishes on them. Oh, sure. And then we close from 11 to 12 to reset. And then they'll have like um, lunch and dinner options on them for the rest of the day. Okay. And then they're, they're off at, they're off at, you know, 10 p.m. Uh, they get to go home at 10 p.m. Or get back to their cages. Oh, okay. So it's a, it's a good setup. It's cool. Hope that's not where that low punny I sold to T Green Ring ended up. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Steve Human. He's more of a connoisseur honestly steve human doesn't know where these low punnies came from but he doesn't he doesn't ask he just he has a service they just sure. send them up yeah sure so that's what he does at his villa but we'll, we'll do you want to start with the villa that's in what's known as the um the resort, resort area. area yeah we could just cover it now like you end up on it from one of these other routes that's on the island but i was pretty confounded they dedicated essentially a whole area to just like people who have a bunch of ribbons. Right, there's two main features. It's like a ribbon In club. resort area. <laughs> For ribbon heads. So the main two features of resort area are your villa. You walk into this like big estate and some guy's like, oh, thank goodness you're here. I was just <laughs> about to abandon this villa. Would you like it? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. And then he's like, okay, there's no furniture inside, but you can call and order furniture anytime you want. Here's a table to start with. Right. It's like a secret base where like you can just buy whatever you want and fill it up. Yeah. Except you don't even have to really go hunting for things cuz like the order form is like right there. Yeah. So you can just you can just buy whatever. This is great. I mean, I had to blow all my money on items and TMs and and candies and shit. So I haven't really gotten invested in it cuz it's like 120,000 bucks for like a bed. Yeah. Like a clock is 90,000. So uh, it's an investment, but this is the shit. Like, I don't like secret bases because you never get to see it on the mainland. Right. This is cool, and I wish they would do this in the other games. Like, I like this villa thing. You get a little fucking, like, pool with the glistening water that I love. People will come visit you, too, and I think they'll give you things, or maybe you can battle people. I, don't, I didn't quite understand it. I, I didn't get it to work. I, I didn't buy any furniture for my house. But No, I couldn't spare the money yet. If you buy certain furniture or if you wait a certain amount of time, certain people will just show up at your villa, like your mom or Professor Oak or Professor Rowan or Dawn. Cynthia. And I think they'll give you things, but I I didn't do enough there to make that happen. So Yeah, and then everything else is um closed off to us unless you have a certain number of ribbons. The ribbon syndicate. Oh, they're so fucking elitist about this. You walk into a place and they're like... <sighs> Sorry, sir, you can't come in here. You don't have enough ribbons. That really grinded 
breeze. I still don't even totally understand what ribbons thing. are or how you get It's them. all contests, man. Ugh, I'm not doing that. I did. I don't know if I mentioned that. I did get the footprint ribbon. I have one ribbon. I have one ribbon, too. From uh, Dr. Footstep. <laughs> I needed to evaluate my uh, EV's friendship for Espeon, and he gave it to me because it was maxed. My Snorlax has a ribbon, and I couldn't quite figure out where it came from. You can get ribbons from some of some battles trigger it. Oh, maybe that's where I got it. I don't know. I just saw that my Snorlax had a ribbon, and I, I wasn't totally sure where he got it. So. Plus, you might have gotten it from that lady in Sunny Shore for listening to her story. Uh, she gives them out, too. But anyway, the resort area of Battle Zone is not the main attraction. The main attraction, the first thing you come across is the fight area. Yeah. If you follow... Bad Josh and Ray Perduche up here. They'll kind of drag you along until you end up at the front door of the Battle Frontier. Just immediately accosted by Ray or Bad Josh. And then you have to fight Flint and Volkner to get into it, which was a messy battle. God, it's hard, right? I mean, Ray or Bad Josh is fucking useless. As they usual. don't pull they don't pull their weight at all. Like his Pokemon died. I did keep doing moves like Surf and Earthquake. <laughs> Sure. Which killed his Pokemon, but that's like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> you beat them, Flint and Valkner. Yeah. And then you're about to walk into the battle frontier, and who should come out but a dapper gentleman who looks a lot like Bad Josh slash Ray Perduce. Yeah. Palmer. It's Bad Josh's dad. Yeah. He's like a very successful tower tycoon. He's the head of the battle tower. Wait, it, they weren't called Tower Tycoons, were they? It was called something super stupid, wasn't it? Oh, oh, they, uh, the bat, like Battle Brain. They're all like, yeah, Battle Brain. <laughs> what isn't it? Isn't it like literally Battle Brain? They are it was Battle like, Brain. It was Battle the head brain. of each area within the Battle Frontier, and they all have like different themes and different like rules. Each has like a frontier brain. Frontier brain. <laughs> frontier brain. It's like a genius. They bar. each have a leader, which is like, you know, gym leader equivalent. And Palmer is the frontier brain for Battle Tower. Yeah. But he calls himself the Tower Tycoon, which yeah. is also still kind of lame, but cool in a <laughs> better. Tower Tycoon Palmer, Factory Head Thornton, Arcade Star Dahlia, Castle Valet Derek, and Hall Matron. Argenta, yeah, are all the uh, Battle Frontier trainers. How it functions in general, like we don't have to talk about all five of them. There are five different frontiers, and yeah. they each have a different theme, and it's all in this little like amusement park, basically. And you get battle points or BP for completing the challenges, and the BPs unlock great TMs. None of which I ended up having enough time to actually unlock, and I really wanted Will-O-Wisp for my Flareon, but it needed 32 BP, and I had no time to get all the way there. Right. But I don't know. Like, did you have a favorite? Did you get to do these? Yeah, I did them all. Um, I don't know. If, I think I like the arcade. Arcade's cool. It's got a big neon theme. They each have a cool theme, which is, again, like you really see the like DS technology uh, yeah. push to the limits here. Arcade is like all of your items are confiscated. You get to choose three Pokemon. Yeah. And then like there's a game board that will like just flash randomly from like option to option. And then some of them is like 
all of your Pokemon start off burned. And then one of them is right. like you get a Lumberry for each Pokemon and like various stat changes or stat fixes because you can't use items other than that. And some some that are good and some that are bad. Yeah. And then you fight seven trainers in a row, I think. Yep. I think the baseline other than Battle Castle is seven trainers in a row to get the BP. Yeah. 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 Arcade was cool. It has cool music. They're all pretty fun. I would say that my main complaint continues with any of these is just that we can't always spend the amount of time that you would probably want to spend with these games because we have to just get through it. Right. And I think this area would be even more fun when I could just spend time grinding it out and like getting well, all the that's BP. Well, that's what it's there for. You get you get all the shit here. Like you can accumulate battle points to get all the like good end game stuff like the um, choice band and the focus sash and like right. all those like pro Pokemon player items you get here. Right. If you have the time and patience to sit and grind out battle points. Right. That and is. and the Pokemon you use do not get levels. They don't get experience. Right, so, right, right. It's like, uh, it's like every battle tower. But at least in this one, you know, they don't have the obscene shit where like your Pokemon has to be the level. They will just level it down or up. Right, right, right. Yeah. That being said, like of them, like Battle Arcade, Battle Tower, Battle Castle, Battle Hall, Battle Factory, I think by and large was the coolest, best one because you can do both things. Battle Factory is like how in Pokemon Stadium you could rent Pokemon. Yep. And so Battle Factory, you can either be level 50 or level 100, and then it gives you a selection of six Pokemon randomly, and you choose three, and then you battle. And that's cool because you at least get to like experiment with new Pokemon. Right, right, right. And figure out like, oh, maybe I actually fucking like I had a really good time with uh, Dawn Fan, which I wouldn't normally run. Right. So you can figure out whether or not you like Mon and then you also get battle points. And to me, that's like the sweet spot because I want to learn something that will help my overall game, but also achieve points that I can buy these items and shit. Yeah, I like Battle Frontier. It's it's fun and I wish like I sometimes wish like I could appreciate these games in the way they were meant to be appreciated where it's like this is my only Pokemon game for the next like 3 years. Right. And like I've beaten it and now I like still want to spend time in it and like I'm going to really plumb the depths of Battle Zone and the Battle Frontier. You know, like that just sounds like so much dang fun. Yeah. And I'm I'm never gonna do that. Yeah, it, this one really makes a good case for like, yeah, you would have so much time between like this and Heart Gold and Soul Silver, and then Gen Five. Yeah, to just mess around with this shit. Anything else happened in Battle Frontier that you're excited about? I wanted to comment on uh, Pokefan Anita's Gible, 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 Gible is Joshi's sweetie. Let's look at a word. It's G-I-B-L-E. If that was a B at the front, it would be Bible. So it's Geibel. Geibel is Josh. It's just sweetie. Bible with a G. That makes sense. That's clear. Geibel. Let's look at this. It's a cool-ass line. It's the baby form of Garchomp, first one. So Geibel is funny. He's like a little torpedo. It's just like 
80% mouth. Yeah. <laughs> He's De- cute. Determined look in its eyes, little fangs, tiny feet. Very cute. Gab bite is cool. I think my only criticism of this line, which I think is a really cool looking line, it's like it's like hammerhead shark meets like dragon. Bomber jet. <laughs> but it's also a ground type. Yeah. Oh, Garchomp is pseudo legendary too. Which I don't think I realized. Oh, uh, it's extremely good. I think my only criticism is if you showed me a picture of Gab Bite and you showed me a picture of Garchomp, I don't know if I would be able to tell the difference between the two. Yeah, I <laughs> I agree. Uh, I actually, there was like a cut in the last episode where I corrected myself because I was like, wait a second. Is Gab Bite not Garchomp? And I was like, oh, I said both. So I just got to swap the word instead for Garchomp. Yeah. It's too similar. Like They look so similar. Especially in a, a game where they introduced regional and like gender variances. It's like Gabite looks like the male or female version. And then Garchomp is the, op- the other one. Yeah. So from there, you've gone through fight area. You've gone through resort area mm-hmm. you can journey to the the east of fight area and there's sort of a circuitous path that takes you up like through a bunch of trainers through some some water areas through some hills and eventually you make your way to something called stark mountain yeah but before you get there there's there's like a couple of routes there's plenty of catchable pokemon there's one guy who was a nominee for Trainer Danger for me, but I've, I've oh, me seen too. here in the notes that he pulled just short of that for you. Yeah, on uh, Route twenty, <laughs> Route 226, as Tanner is saying, like, the whole island, it's like a, a circuitous route, basically, and you can tackle it from the west or the east. It all kind of, like, culminates in Stark Mountain. Yeah. But there's an island in the middle of Route 226 with just a one house on it, and you have the Meister here? The Meister. The Meister. Who speaks in like broken English and broken a bunch of other is languages? Is constantly <laughs> sort of like bringing in terms from other languages, like yeah, many other languages: French, Spanish, German. German. He gives you a poke. I think it's a Poketch upgrade, so you can. It's like, not even a Poketch upgrade. It's a Pokedex upgrade. Pokedex upgrade. Okay, which will then let you access the pokedex descriptions for pokemon in other languages so this takes advantage of like their whole thing with wi-fi so you could theoretically be in japan or france or whatever and you could like boot up the ds and try to trade with people he's such a weirdo about it though he didn't check the final box to me for trainer danger the meister because i feel like he's like a monk like he's doing his penance he's harmless he, he's out on an island maybe he's like been a freak and done he's a fucking freak but he's harmless. whatever but he is like put himself into seclusion like you know that if you hung around there any longer he would start talking about like celibacy you know oh yeah he would talk about like how hard it is to be celibate and like you're sitting there like you're having tea and he's like oh yeah like i'm the meister I will give you this poke app. Like, I've lived in these hills for so long. I've sort of dedicated my life to language and Pokemon, and it's uh-huh. lonely, you know? It's lonely, and I am took a vow of celibacy when I started this journey, and he'll kind of, like, put his hand on your thigh. Yeah. And at first, it seems, like, paternal. Like, it's almost, like, comforting. Yeah, because he's got kind of the wise thing. Then he won't move it, you know? Yeah. And like it starts to get like war. It's yeah. He's just like he's right on the edge of just like what are you, 
what is this? And then you're like, oh, where I'm in the middle of an island and he's the only one here. And and we're also like surrounded by a sandstorm. I can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> he's not in the sandstorm part, but. Yeah. So uh, Brie Vander brought out her leafy on and he just like flicked a couple of little razor leaves at that arm. And then <laughs> they walked out of there. Yeah. German accent was definitely the way to go, by the way. <laughs> For this fucking guy. Yeah. Well, weirdly, like, he uses a lot of different languages and a lot of words from different languages, but for some reason, German is the most prominent one. Yeah. <laughs> he says wunderbar, kind of like, multiple times. He says wunderbar, he and says he's Uber, the Meister, so it's and he's like... he's the, the Meister, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a weirdo, but... Yeah. He's friends with Cyrus, definitely. I got out of there quick. Well, speaking of <laughs> Cyrus, in the next route over... Which is the part where you're getting blown around by a sandstorm the entire time. Oh, yeah, Route 227. There's a house here, and there's a man in the house whose name is Grandpa Cyrus. I have no idea. (laughs) But it's Cyrus's Cyrus's grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, seemingly also kind of like, everyone over here is, like, either just living it up, like, Cabo with the girlies, or they're, like, doing fucking penance <laughs> in, like, a house in the middle of a fucking sandstorm or, like, a deserted island. And Cyrus's grandfather is like, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of my grandson, but his name was Cyrus, and he used to... He used to <laughs> He's used dead to now. Snore, he was killed he by a young man. <laughs> refuge. He took refuge in machines because he couldn't live up to his parents' great expectations. Oh, that's such a really it's dark. such a scary thing to say. It's like <laughs> it makes it seem like you're gonna see Cyrus again, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, and now he's a machine. Because he was already kind of weird like that, you know? Like he was like, oh, you could tell he's into cold and calculating. Yeah. yeah. But you don't see Cyrus again because you make your way up Stark Mountain. First thing you come across is Bad Josh slash Ray, <laughs> yeah, apprentice of Crasher Wake, and Crasher Wake is there too, and they're sort of like, right, you know, they're they're hanging out training crasher denies that ray is his disciple once again and then they fuck off but there's another guy here called buck who's got like a yeah. top knot he's like a ginger with a top knot yeah yeah he's definitely like predicting the the hipster bun like way yeah. ahead of his time and then he he decides that he's gonna accompany you on your journey through stark mountain yeah he's seen vandals afoot and he wants you to patrol the area right. because there's a magma stone in there. And then you go into Stark Mountain and it's like Mount Coronet oh all over again. God. Just this brutally long maze-like dungeon where you have to have repels on the entire time or else you're just getting constantly harassed by Pokemon. Yeah. And not good Pokemon. The same shitty Pokemon. Golbats. Basically and Victory Road all over again. Gravelers. And it's like, it's it's brutal. There are some talented trainers in here, though. There's lots of good trainers, but it's all, and it's all double battles because yeah. you've got Buck with you the whole time. Right. And you make your way up the mountain through all these paths, through all these like dead ends and all that. And you eventually find your way to the top and you find your way to a chamber where Team Galactic is trying to re- well they want the magma reform s- magma stone yeah 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 it's this weird like power struggle right power vacuum cyrus is gone but you walk into this room and jupiter mars and charon are all there yeah and it turns out that charon has taken over team galactic and it turns out that uh charon is an old man also yeah, i think we've man. referred to charon as like a young woman <laughs> previously sure Sure, sure, sure. 
Uh, or Sharon. I've definitely called her Sharon, but uh, it's Sharon and it's an old man. Well, gender's a construct. Exactly. Before you can even take two steps into the room, Mars attacks you. Yeah, Mars attacks. And you face off against Mars attacks. Good film. You face off against Mars again. That is a good film. That's a good Tim Burton. We were shitting on... What, that was Tim Burton? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's like a that's like a forgotten Tim Burton. That's There's no way Mars Attacks is Tim Burton. Yes, absolutely it is. Really? Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. Directed by Tim Burton. I, uh, I have a... I'm sure it's probably deleted now, but I had a one of my proudest buzz uh, company that we used to work at posts <laughs> uh, was me making the case that I guess was relatively established that there's like a conspiracy theory that Mars Attacks and uh, Independence Day are like the same movie they are the same movie. but it's a they could they came out six months of each other and like uh mars attacks is pretty effectively a parody of it yeah mars attacks is like definitely designed to be a parody of id4 yeah they independently started but then i think like mars attacks started emulating it once they knew about it yeah. but i like both both classic both great films yeah You defeat Mars. Yeah, it's the same on, it's the same shit. And then Jupiter loses all will to live. <laughs> God, yeah, they have, you You do have to crush Jupiter too, but then, yeah, they both have like this, uh, it's like, an, again, it ends with like an existential crisis. Like you battle both of them and they're both just like, well, fuck it. I'm going to start my We've own been thing. crushed so many times now <laughs> and, and Cyrus is gone and... We don't have any faith in Charon, so we're just going to go back. They say this. They, they say, we're going to go back to being normal girls. Yeah. <laughs> and then they leave. So the entire galactic empire has crumbled, and you approach Charon to finally end Team Galactic once and for all. Yeah. But before you're able to even battle him, one of the boulders in the room springs to life. Yeah. And it's Looker, that old Interpol agent Looker. Oh, yeah, his little crow gunk comes out first and grabs <laughs> yeah. the magma stone and then yeah. goes back to the boulder and then he pops out. It's a fun animation. And then he arrests Sharon. You never have to fight Sharon. He just arrests him. Yeah, you never have to fight Sharon, actually. And that's the end of Team Galactic. Ends with a ends with a whimper and not a bang. Well, and so while we're here, so it ends up with like Team Galactic goes to jail. Interpol is successful against all odds because Looker has been basically inept the entire time. I want to introduce one last new segment. Okay. It's based on a show that I, podcast I no longer listen to, the 538 Politics podcast, because Perfect. they, Nate Silver. ABC booted Claire Malone, and I stopped listening after that because she was the best part of that show, but it is Nate Silver. Yeah. But they had this thing, a segment called Good Use of Polling or Bad Use of Polling, and I always thought that was a funny idea. And I want to introduce a segment that we can keep using for all euphemism. these- It's a euphemism. You could use that as a euphemism. Oh yeah. Like let's go let's go do a little good use of polling. Post postcoital. Was that a good use of polling? <laughs> uh, in, in, in this case, it's going to be good use of scheming or bad use of scheming. What do we think about Team Galactic? Compared to all the other criminal syndicates. So there's two parts, really. You have the Cyrus hellbent on creating like a new world where he controls all the and power a new, sources. A new universe. New universe. And then we have Charon's scheme, which is taking the magma stone, which can control the lava flow and awaken this legendary Pokemon, Heatran. Heatran. And then his scheme is that he will either make the 
a volcano, Stark Mountain erupt, and people get killed, right. or he will not do it if they give him money. Here's what I think yeah. about Team Galactic in its two iterations. Cyrus's vision of Team Galactic was too ambitious, mm-hmm. too big. He went too big too quickly. Yeah. And of course that was never going to work. Mm-hmm. Charon's vision for Team Galactic is a lot more manageable. Like it's just forward. it's just <laughs> ransom, right? It's like I will kill all of you unless you give me. It's like Dr. Evil, you know? It's like give me 100 million billion dollars. Yeah. You remember that ludicrous song? God, that was a good song. <laughs> you remember how Ludicrous did a song for like Austin Powers 3? Ooh, yeah, I think you're right. Dun, 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 don't stop. I'm coming for that number one spot. Number one spot, yeah. God, that was a good song. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. Back again. That's right. Luda. <laughs> Feel this. This gets meaner and meaner each time, baby. <laughs> Feeling real good, too. Highlighter. What up, Uncle Face? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bull in this industry, man. Tell him. Some would rather run down and get one cow. That was good. And he has a whole he has a whole rap about one million bajillion dollars. Randy, I'm double XL, so I call him my eye candy. Brush my shoulder and I pop my collar, cause I'm worth a million gazillion for billion dollars. God, that was a good song. Oh my god. And it's great because it samples Soul Bossa Nova. Which is like the the Quincy Jones song, the quintessential fucking Austin Powers song, which yeah. is really unfortunate to say. That was good. God, hell of a song. We'll drop a little bit of a oh, of clip course. in here. Sharon's ambitions are much more manageable and much more reasonable. Yeah, where it's I, just like I don't I don't care about all those big plans. Like I just want a billion dollars, and I want it. And if you don't give it to me, I'm going to drown you all in lava. Ugh. It's like, that's good villain shit. And like two steps. Yeah. I would say bad use of scheming, certainly, for Cyrus. Like went too far, too many things going on, too many legendaries involved. Uh, Charon, and Charon's rant is like, this whippersnapper comes in here and he goes wild, like trying to just control all the energy and create a new dimension and all this shit. Charon's just straight up. I'm gonna blow all of you up with lava, or burn it. You're burned to death. You're burned unless you just give me money. Yeah. Charon's good use of scheming. That's straightforward. Classic supervillain shit. This is like Team Rocket shit. You know, it's like I got the lava, you don't. Yeah. Give me the money, and it stops. Sorry, who was in? Who was in? Um, who was in um, the second game? Team Rocket is both first and second. Uh, red, blue, and gold, silver. That's classic. Where it's just like it's supervillain shit. Where it's like we're here to steal your Pokemon. Yeah, and then we're gonna use them to like beat you up and like rob from banks and take over radio stations and shit. That's all we're interested in. And it's like that's good scheming. That's good scheming. Game for three sure. is like it gets complicated. Where it's like uh, we're we're like we want to blow up this mountain to make a pristine world for ground type Pokemon, and we want to like raise the sea levels to make a pristine world for water type Pokemon. It's like, <laughs> it's bad. What? I would say it's probably bad. And then Team Galactic is like, we're going to create a whole new universe to harness the energy. And like, it's, it makes no sense. And it's like, why? You didn't outline any of your policy positions, Cyrus. Right. At least Sharon's just trying to get rich. Sharon's just like, going to drown the world in lava unless you pay me a, <laughs> yeah. a billion dollars. It's like, great. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand where you're coming from. So Cyrus bad, Sharon good, Team Rocket good. Magma Aqua bad. Whoa, don't slip up or get cut. Why not, man? I'm coming for that number one spot. All right. Woo. That's it, Josh. Yeah. 
That's the game. Hell of a game. Hell of a fucking post game. They did it. Hell of a game. Hell of a post game. What a post game. 10 or 15 hours of fucking bonus content here. It's the first time I've finished a game for this podcast and I'm just like, I would like to see what else is going on in the Yeah, I'm going to the battles. I'm going to play it a little bit. More. Like I kind of want to go re go play a little bit more. Yeah. And we can because we have a a bonus episode that we already recorded coming next week. That's true. So we've got a week off, you and I. Well, we're going to have to release the rules for next game. We've now introduced several concepts. Yeah. So let's get let's started get, running with Let's go there. through them in order. If you're a fan of the Babysitter's Club Club, you may have already heard that I spoiled <laughs> our special guest. Um, we have a special guest coming on next week. We talked to him. Professor Magma. A couple weeks ago. It's Professor Magma. Yeah. It's Dr. Lava. We got on the horn with Dr. Lava perilously late for us. Oh, my God. Perilously early for him. 10 p.m. on a Friday with the two of us is very hard. Yeah. It was self a lot of self-control on our part. I had already recorded a podcast that evening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was, early, it was like early in the morning for Dr. Lava, who lives in China. And is a new father. And is a new father. Yep. <laughs> So we spoke with him. It was great. We learned a lot about Pokemon. We learned a lot about the the lore behind the Pokemon universe. We got to trash yeah. the guy who translates the Pokemon games a little bit. He said that we suck. Yeah. Because of told, us not liking Pokemon Dr. Lava Mystery Dungeon. <laughs> so you'll hear all about that next week. It was, it was a great chat with Dr. Lava. He's a hell of a dude. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, it was fun as hell. Surprisingly folksy accent for a guy who lives in China. Yeah. Like he's got a very like down home Southern accent. It's it's behind the scenes. It's, it's raw and uncut. Yeah. Dr. Lava. It was fun. And I, I hope you guys all look forward to that. That will come out next Tuesday. And then after that, it's on to Heart, Gold, and Soul Silver in which we will be playing. I think we're just going to do Nuzlocke Run again. Yeah. Except we may add some some sophisticated new rules. Yeah. We haven't totally landed on those yet. But as soon as we do figure out the rules, we will... um. Make some graphics and post them on social media. So Yeah, we'll release them before the premiere so that you have a week to start playing. But get those carts now. Let me say, if you're playing on the actual cart, it is a little rough trying to get those on eBay these days. And I think that's partially our fault. I'm going to be playing Soul Silver, and I bought the cart and it cost like $90. I bought the heart gold one. And because I have the problem now of trying to get the manual and like a good... Ugh, I box. just bought the cart. They sent a cart in a baggie. $180. <laughs> you can buy a fucking new console for that amount of money, Josh. Yeah. Well, I want the full experience. I like looking at the manual, and if there's anything funny or interesting like I did with Pokemon Snap, I will call it out. What? You're and a, I figure it's maniac. like one day people can come into my house where I'm probably living alone oh, at that little, point like, glass case <laughs> yeah and i got him a glass case I'm like those were the days <laughs> i had my pokemon podcast so pick up heart like the low bunny low <laughs> lola heart, bunny dungeon heart, reverse google image search zero results <laughs> yeah um pick up heart gold and soul silver carts now and you know what? Pick up a fucking Nintendo DS Lite because they own both. It's the shit. And by the way, and play it $50 on that. $50 on eBay, and I got a perfect condition. Unless, unless you do Tanner's Unless thing. you buy a new case and buy three new top screens and spend hours of your life 
carefully unscrewing millions of tiny screws and and ribbon cables but yeah or you can just do what i did my ds Lite looks fly as hell so all right that's it joshua uh, we but we but we're we not have, done we have one more thing we have one more thing to, to take care of before we see you off butt catchers and it's yeah a battle and i'm so excited josh you have no idea what my team looks like and i'm so excited to reveal them to you okay do we want to do level check it's a level check First Pokemon is called Uncle Chuck. Okay. <laughs> and it's tan growth, and it's level 68. So Mr. Chuck became an uncle? Yep. This is all going to make sense in just a second. All right. I'm not going to ask questions yet. My second Pokemon is called Aunt Coheed, and it's Snorlax, and it's level 70. It's, uh, again, even higher. My okay. next Pokemon is called Mrs. Cass, and it's Jinx. Mm-hmm. And it's level 67. Okay. My next Pokemon is called Mr. Cass. And I'm wondering if you're starting to pick up on the theme of the team here. They're all coupled up. Mr. Cass is Mr. Mime. And Mr. Mime is level 64. Okay. And I I will already call out, this is all looking, this whole thing smacks of gender, what I'm hearing right now with this coupling. Miss Cass. (laughs) Okay. Smooch him. <laughs> no, no, no. Level no. 62. No, no. You're not telling me that you have a level 62 smooch him. Cass Jr. <laughs> Mime Jr. <laughs> level 60. Did you, um... <laughs> Did... So here's what happened. Is this is fine? We're, our our epic drinking cast. binge across Sinnoh is over. Yeah. Steve Human is not a Pokemon trainer. He's just a bro, and he mm. loves to just go out on a, on fun nights to, with the boys. And we've had a hell of a journey across Sinnoh, but it's time to settle down. We've sowed our wild oats. Time to find our familiar place, find our family. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Mime, Mr. Cass, named after Robin Cass. By the way, Robin Cass, did you fully expect that four of my Pokemon would be named after you at the end of this season? I didn't. Or that you would have a a children Pokemon now, So, Mr. Cass, as we know last week, met up with his wife, Jinx, Mrs. Cass. But then they were like, oh, let's send for the kids. We've got the villa now. Like, let's have a staycation at the villa, you know? So, they, they sent for the kids. Miss Cass Smoochum, who's their young daughter, and Cass Jr., Mr. Mime, or Mime Jr., who's their young son. Uh-huh. And then they were, I, I fully considered, Josh, at one point, I was like, should I just have a four-person team? That's a family. Maybe. Okay. But no, they invited Uncle Chuck and Aunt Coheed, Tangrowth, <laughs> and Snorlax, too, to come hang out at the compound with oh them. Oh, my so, God. That's the team we're working with. Oh, And that's, that's who Steve Human ended up hanging with, you know? Uncle Steve is what they call him. Uncle Steve, they say. Sure, and we all know everybody has an Uncle Steve, and yeah. they may or may not be polyamorous. Might be. Well, uh, Steve Human is. This one's polyamorous. Steve Human certainly is, yeah. Yeah, I think that's clear. <laughs> yeah. So that's um, the team I'm working with, Josh. Okay. I feel like if I lose to this, then like. <laughs> there's. I will tell you this, Josh. There's I'm absolutely out. no way you're losing to this team. I'm out. <laughs> They're bad. They need a new co host. <laughs> I, I rose. How, I, how did you I train these I trained Smooch like, him up from level why? 48, I think. <laughs> and it was like, that was brutal. And then I went and caught Mime Jr. at fucking Trophy Garden at level 19. 
Oh my and God. trained it up to 60. And it was like, Mime Jr. is essentially unusable. <laughs> like, if it weren't for X Mr. Mime's share, barely usable. I know. God, it's there. It's an awful thing. <laughs> awful. Okay. Who are you dealing with? <laughs> um, Brie Van Der is, I mean, she's settled in. This is the team. I really just wanted to get all of them to uh, 64 at least so that I could see if I wanted any of their final moves. Um, Leafeon gets Leaf Blade at 71 and just, I can't. <laughs> so... It's the same. It's Mitchell Leafeon 64, Raiju Jolteon 65, Weekend Cat Espeon. This is the ranking, by the way, that I've landed on for my favorite uh, okay. EVs evolutions. Ugh, Leafeon is your favorite? I'm going to say it for now. Um, Jolteon is traditionally my favorite. Jolteon is the coolest one. But I feel like it's like easy. Like It's so cool and so good. Yeah, Leafeon is a little mysterious. Yeah. Weekend Cat, Espeon, 64. That's number three. Then Fox Snow, Glaceon is 66. A lot of use in, out of that one in this leg. Yeah. Merlion, Vaporeon, 65. And Mozilla, Flareon, 64. I will say before we battle, I love Tangrowth and I love Snorlax. Like, these two have become two of my, like, favorite Pokemon. They're just, like, they're huge heavy hitters. They both know a lot of good moves. They both have a billion hit points like yeah these two are just like all around solid pokemon and weirdly licky licky is in there too i had to sacrifice licky licky but like those three were my primary pokemon this entire game yeah i've been impressed by tan growth in our battles um josh let's battle yeah let's settle this all right bug catchers we'll be back in just well, a moment to yeah. uh to check in with our first battle um i'm gonna guess it's gonna be a three hit fight <laughs> Josh hitting me, Josh hitting me again, and then me hitting the ground. So we'll we'll check in in just a moment. All right. I lost. Yeah, I <laughs> it made me feel better about putting it all on the Let's line. Let's see how many Pokemon you had left. <laughs> Five. Five. And I had zero. Took out Flareon. So yeah, it was a, it was it went as expected. Josh has a lot of Pokemon who are all fairly effective against. Like, uh, <laughs> I have I have four psychic type Pokemon. Yeah, the issue is that a number of my Pokemon have bug moves and ghost I have four moves. psychic type Pokemon, two of which are psychic ice, and then a normal type and a grass type. And I, the only people who did any yeah. good on my team were Tangrowth and Snorlax, but even they couldn't couldn't make this happen. And that's fine. You know, it wasn't the point. It's not the point of this team. It's just have a good time. We're just here to have a good time. It's a family. They're a family, you know? Yeah. So I, that was a devastating loss. And I expect in our second battle here, Joshua, that I will lose again. Will you be changing your lineup? Yeah, I changed my lineup already. Oh, okay. Then this is where I get in my head again and I start doing 40 chess like with Tony. And then I like somehow will end up picking the exact wrong thing. And it's just a total fucking disaster. Okay, challenge I'm me. ready. I will, we'll see you again in a, a second, bug catchers. Joshua, you crushed me again. You creamed me. You still have five Pokemon in play. Yeah. I don't think I've won a single match this season, and that's fine because I'm not a Pokemon trainer. Just a trainer. regular uh, average Joe. Just a guy. And listen, you earned your keep, like, hanging at that villa. Yeah. Uh, I like that. You know the Garth Brooks video? No. You know the Garth Brooks video when he started Facebook? I like that. What is it? <laughs> Do you not know that video? I, I'm not watching a Garth oh Brooks my God, video Joshua. right now. 
it's like 2008 before it went south and garth okay. brooks has joined facebook and he recorded this video where he's like oh you know my managers they've convinced me to join facebook and at first <laughs> I, I wasn't so certain about that but then they explained to me that <laughs> it's a dialogue you know? I like okay, that. I will watch that. Yeah. I'm going to send this to you. It's so good. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. I really wasn't sure about this at the start. But then a friend of mine said something that just made all kinds of sense. She said, think of it more as a conversation. I like that. You crush me, you cream me. I Steve Human was not not well equipped to win any battles this season, which is fine. And I'm not always going to win I them think all, you have you know? a much better attitude um, than I do. I really hate losing still steamed from the amount of time that i put in i do like i think the eevee <laughs> thing is was fun but like i can't guarantee that by the time we make it to gen 5 i might just be like i'm just straight up running whoever i fucking want i'm gonna keep playing weird teams but hopefully some of these weird teams in the future will be a little bit better than this one sure but catchers that was gen 5 or four yeah <laughs> yeah wow Buckcatchers, that what was Gen, gen. 4. We're Sinnohheads. What a Gen. I think we're Sinnohheads. Sinnohead for sure. Love this game. This is great. Can't wait for the remakes. Oh, yeah. so much fun. I think the remakes look great. We're definitely just going to play those yeah. when they come out. We're going to bump wherever we're at. Yeah. Who can say? Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Please do follow us on social media at expsharepod on Instagram and yeah. Twitter. Tell your friends, especially the ones who are Heart Gold, Soul Silver fans, and Nuzlocke fans, to get into it. Uh, we will post the rules within the week. Yeah, come join us next season. And as it is the finale of season four A, I'll give a shout out to our very talented composer Matt Schiltz. Thanks again for giving us some great new tracks, including that. Stinger for good use of scheming or bad use of scheming. Yeah. One last one for the road. My name has been Palky Anner, a.k.a. Tanner Greenring, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Dialgosh. This has been Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast, season 4A. Wow. That's it. That's the Pokemon podcast this week. Uh, please join us next week. Where we'll be talking to Dr. Lava. In the meantime, order those carts for Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Joshua, uh-huh. goodbye. Smell you later. Sinoya later. Still doesn't work.